as long as you introduce the show name and the people <laughs> in the show, you're, you're in a hundred percent increase on, on last week. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Steve is, uh, uh, thankfully, uh, I can see the, the podcast name in front of me, which is good, because Steve never actually told me yeah. what the name <laughs> of the podcast is. So, welcome to Board Game Chinwag, where Steve doesn't tell us what we're doing. Okay, that's great. <laughs> uh, special title, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't put this all on me. We're all not telling you what we're doing. Oh, okay. that's great. <laughs> all right. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> So this is uh, some kind of alleged uh, Halloween episode where we're going to be covering horror movies and top 10 games, not necessarily horror games. So, yeah, we'll, we'll start off with talking about our, our, our favorite horror films. We'll start with uh, Bob. <laughs> Bob's uh, uh, we, uh, some, some people have just worked out putting in the incorrect names hasn't helped them. Who's on the line? So this is perfect. Yeah. So for the rest of the uh, rest of this episode, if you put your name down as Bob, your name is Bob. So there we go. <laughs> so Adnan, Bob is Shane. So um, yes, yeah. I think you mean Bob is Bob. Yeah. <laughs> who's who's Shane here? Tonight, tonight, I'm known as Bob. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, Bob. Playing the role of Bob. Okay. okay. Bob. Shane playing the role of Bob. All right. So Shane, Bob, what's your uh, what what what's your uh, top five uh, ho- um, horror films? So, all right, my top. My, we'll start with my number five, shall we? Um, yes. And that is Poltergeist. Oh. Scared uh, the living boots out the, of me. Uh, I think they did a remake. The remake or the original? I'm assuming the, the original one. The original yeah, one. Yeah. They're here. Yes. <laughs> Is that what Kicked that's off, from? Yeah, the, uh, an amazing <laughs> actress's career, I think that one did, didn't it? Yep. Miss Drew Mer- Barrymore? See, very little, yeah. That's the one with the uh, the uh, static, uh, the TV static thing, TV right? static, yep. Yeah, that's my yeah, number five. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Mm, that's a, it's a good classic one, showing your age, but anyway, continuing. Should we, should we, should we make a point, because I'm really keen to play Final Girl, and I haven't yet. Like, can we make a point of if if there is a final girl very version of the movie you're talking about that you need to bring that up? Like, so if there's a poltergeist version, yep, yep, cool. So I don't know if there is. Is that Carrie, or is that a different one? No, um, Carrie's a different one, mate. It's okay. Stephen King. Okay, very good. Sorry. So uh, let's go to G Money. G Money, what's your uh, what's your number five? So just quickly, for me personally, to make a great horror film, has to have. Four good things. Has to have something else subtly going on inside the film. Good feelings of suspense and dread. Good scares and a fantastic ending. So nine number five is The Descent. If you've ever seen that film? Nope. nope. Claustrophobic. Where the ladies uh, go chicks with picks. Yeah, they go cave diving or spelunking and find uh, a uh, subterranean yeah. race of ghoulish creatures. Wow. Yeah, it's um, it's it's got a lot of. Uh, I think they even did a sequel, but uh, I I know it's got a lot of positive press. It's meant to be um, like it, it's really meant to signify the claustrophobic nature of cave diving, as well as you know, I guess the horror elements and stuff. It's it is a very, cracker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. 
Do I want to know who DG not fuckface is? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Hello, I'm Dave. Hi, Dave. I'm Lessons assuming learned. you're not a fuckface. No, but I was previously, so that's jury's out on that. Mm. I understand. Okay. And all Dave? I can say is I'm glad I changed my name tonight because last week wouldn't have flown. No, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a very short-lived podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we would have been logging out and renaming ourselves and starting again. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Anyway, um, look, I didn't put mine in order because I didn't know that was what we were doing, but um, I'll start at the top. So get out. Um, relatively ah, new. Oh, I, yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. Bit of a thriller, a horror I guess, but yeah. Really Fantastic movie. Yeah. Mm. I liked the you know, Jordan Peele guys before they were doing that sort of thing, but... That was very, very good. Uh, I, I think that's uh, like, as I said, I, I'm a chicken shit, so I tend not to watch too many of the uh, horror films. But the ones I do, instead of the jump scares, it, it's got that teeth grinding tension. And that, that's that whole movie where you just... Something haunted. feels wrong. Yeah. yeah. It's an excellent pick. Yeah. And Steve, uh, I, I'm assuming it's it's going to be terrible. So uh, should yeah, I get Pretty you? much. It's like, oh, donations, am I right? <laughs> oh my gosh, those dots. Um, no. <laughs> no, well, see, I, I, I struggle with this because I don't really, I don't do the slasher style like horror movies. So I just went with movies that were like either like thriller, borderline on horror or have some kind of Halloween-y feel to them. Um, so my number five is From Dust Till Dawn. Oh, oh great pick. So cracking movie. I don't know whether it counts as a horror. Because oh, it there's vampires 100%. eating people. Yeah, you got to throw it in. Yeah, it's, it's, so. it's actually that need. I need to what? No, I can't. Can you change your list now? I forgot well, that, that film. That's all my list. Until <laughs> so. like pencils down, you will be marked down for uh, nodding. Wow. <laughs> Good choice, Steve. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, this this was a uh, like uh, I, I I brought up the question with my wife because I'm like oh you know I, I don't watch too many horrors so what should we put on this list um, and uh, w- we couldn't decide like do monster movies count as horror because you're not scared it's usually just you know like is Godzilla a horror film it's yeah definitely... right yeah yeah so but um, I think this one's yeah it's an action film but it does it's got it's it's got a vampire it's got a lot of people dying might be horror <laughs> so um yeah we'll uh, we'll go back to uh bob shane shane bob um well, what, what, so what was yeah, your what about yours yeah oh right um yeah i look um i i, I had to think about it but uh, i think my number five would be the ring um mm. and um i i haven't seen the original japanese I, no that's not true i did but uh, I, I watched it in, in, uh, in full-blown chicken shit mode. where I was, It was on SBS. So I was changing the channel if it ever got too tense. But I have watched the full-on English one in the, uh, in the movies, and it was, uh, it was terrifying. Yeah, it was excellent film. Um, but, yeah, the Japanese one I've heard is, is way, way, way scarier. So I, I do need to do that at some point in time. As my kids become teenagers, I do plan to traumatize them. So mm. Just make sure that. that you find out when they're watching it and when it ends, ring the phone. in seven days (laughs) all right shane let's go to your number four Uh, i am showing i am showing my age here and that is uh number four is a classic horror back in 19 in the 1980s sam rami's evil dead oh very nice wow really cool film it's an absolute classic yeah 
So what what drew you to uh, uh, to to this one? Like uh, you don't feel like it's been superseded by modern horror? No, look, I think the old classic horror is back in the eighties. I mean, that's when I was a little kid. So, you know, it's what gave me the jump scares back then. And um, you know, I always used to sit there with my eyes, hands over my eyes, and uh, and give you the nightmares as well. But you know, and it's all this was one of the films as well that you used to hide. You've actually watched it from mum and dad. <laughs> as well, because I think back in the day this was an R-rated film. So yeah, yeah. got that tree scene. Got that tree scene. Yes, the tree scene. Yes. Uh, the uh, I think that's one of the worst parts of uh, growing up. Horror movies just don't hit the same after after a certain age. Um, all right, uh, G Money. What's your uh, number four? Um, a little lesser known film called The Babadook. Oh, wow. Which oh, is a, this um, was uh, twenty in the twenty tens, right? Yeah, yep, not so long ago. Mm. Um, an uh, absolutely interesting um, view on mental illness. Oh, right. oh. Wow. I love my horror films where there's something else going on behind yeah. what you think's going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That one does it really well. I, I, I never uh, realized it was um, it, it was a take on mental illness. I, I thought it was another supernatural horror one. I, I remember the trailer. That's a bit of a spoiler. So. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, thanks. And, now we don't need to see it. All right, moving on. And it's an Aussie film too. Yeah. Oh, is oh, it? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I'm tagging that one to watch. Thanks. <coughs> wow. All right. Um, Dave. Well, um I, I think I can nearly skip the rest of this actual segment. So I've got Dust Till Dawn, um, <laughs> which uh, was fairly formative for uh, teenage me. I think Salma Hayek and... Um, yes, like uh, as soon as they mentioned that, I, I remember movie. the opening scene. <laughs> yeah. So I think I saw a thing the other day on the internet that um, alleged that Tarantino actually only wrote that movie so he could do that bit with Salma Hayek and then he checked out. He's like, yeah, I can die now. I'm done. Moves over. <laughs> that's high IQ moves. Yeah, that's right. I totally yeah. understand. <laughs> All right, so uh, I guess it's uh, it's Steve. Uh, so again, a, a little bit of a different one, but one of the first. Uh, this was falls into the same category you were just talking about before, Shane. Where I wasn't allowed to watch this one until I sneakily watched it without my parents knowing, um, and that's The Shining. Um, so that's psychological horror. That's still mm. like the, the whole, the blood coming down the halls, those two girls that still like, still freaks me out a little bit. So, um, that kind of stuck with me for many years. So yeah, the shining, you know, it's, uh, I'm just going to go on a weird tangent here. I've, I've read a lot of Stephen King's books and I, I, it, it's, it's, it's bizarre. I, I, I get, uh, scared of, uh, like I used to be scared of uh, horror movies, but I, used to love horror books so even now i, I read all the uh, synopsis of, of horror movies and stuff because i love scary stories i'm just too chicken shit to actually watch it but uh yeah i, I remember um a lot of the stephen king films the books and the movies are so different and like yeah, okay. the, the horror element between the book and the movie it's very very different so it's like it's 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 kubrick's horror not stephen mm. king's horror if that makes yeah, sense. yeah yeah right yeah I'd also recommend uh, Doctor Sleep if anyone hasn't seen that yeah, one yet. Great, great movie. Mm. Really good movie. Mm. Um, yeah. So my number four, it's it's kind of a, uh, I'll, it's it's uh, I, I'm going to name both an English movie and an unrelated Japanese movie because um, 
they both uh, freak me out for kind of the same reason. Um, but I, I can't get into too many details without spoilers. But does anyone know uh, Misery? Surely we yes. all. Yeah, yep. Kathy Bates, frightening movie. And, uh, and uh, yeah, one of the, uh, the, the images that really messed me up as a kid is, is a certain scene with a hammer. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, I, I can't, uh, like the, the Japanese movie, The Audition, um, which you should watch. It, it builds up very nicely. Um, there's a similar injury <laughs> in that movie. And that it's, I, as scared as I am with movies, I don't get nightmares. But I got a nightmare from the, after watching that movie, which was uh, mm. quite the testament. So The Audition, in, if you're looking for a good Japanese film. Otherwise, Misery with Kathy Bates is, is always a, a, a soul destroyer. Yeah, yeah, sweeps you off your feet, that one. <laughs> oh, terrible. Uh, <laughs> uh, Shane Bob, uh, number three. Number three, again, uh, sneaky video back in the 80s, R-rated, and it's actually HP Lovecraft's The Reanimator. I've never heard of this. I've heard of Dead Silence. Yeah. <laughs> It, um, it is a, a bit of a horror comedy, um, but it's a guy that brings, it's a doctor that brings people back to life. And uh, yeah, it's, it was uh, again R-rated, so you know, you had to sneak it. And uh, I remember as a you know, young 13, 14 year old with my mates sitting around and went into the DVD, the, the, or the video store back in the day. And, uh, and it was a, a VHS video that we bought and uh, went back and sleep over and watched it and scared the crap out of us. Fair enough. Mm. That reminded me of another film that isn't on my list, but similar story, but it was called Slugs. But it was an R18 movie about these possessed slugs that came in and started eating people. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think I remember the trailer for this. Was there a horrible in was I remember the trailer had a in typical horror movie style, it was a woman in a bathtub and these weird tongue things crawling all over the ground. Is that Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was the TNA that sold it, that's for sure. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack your, your list there, Shane. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're all right. You keep going. Yeah. Um, G Money, um, please regale us with your number three. Uh, the Thing. Ah, uh, mm, yeah. Original. Yeah. The original, The Thing. Yep. Kurt Russell in his prime. Uh, the whole Who Is It? You know? Yeah. Could be what any are you of talking us? about? Kurt Russell's still in his prime. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's right. He what? just never diminishes. He is the thing. Like, like old denim. He just gets better and better. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to wash oh, it a few times. That's, that's my kind of horror. That just teeth grinding tension. Yeah, that's uh absolute classic. They don't... Uh, there's not too many movies these days. There are a few coming out nowadays, but... I feel like between the years of 2000 and, and uh, like 2018, most horror was um, gore and murder, or is that just my imagination? Yeah, once um, Hostel hit and it turned into that torture porn yeah. type thing for a while, and then it's oh. always been a bit of hack and slash type thing. Mm, so. There was a big run after Blair Witch Project of found footage stuff. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's like one successful movie sets the tone for the next ten years. Oh, that's well. how Hollywood does it. <laughs> so, Dave, uh, does your number three buck the trend? 
No, yeah, I'm Babadook. Sorry, already been mentioned. Oh, again. wow. Yeah, wow. Oh, yeah. wow. All right, there you go. No, I wasn't kidding. Like, I don't need to do the rest of this. It's, it's, we're done. I'm good. <laughs> this is a horror film for, for Dave, where we're all inside his head. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, I still I still want to get my kids one day with the Babadook. So, so creepy, so terrifying. Just put the book in their um, bookshelf. Don't yeah. say anything. Just yeah. wait. <laughs> how bizarre that Shane and I have never heard of this movie and it's on both of your lists. Yeah, I think yeah. we watched it together. All right. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. But high praise. So, so, Steve, I'm guessing your uh, your next one isn't Babadook? No, it's not. It's um, And the funny thing is the rest of my list is all very situational. It's not that I wouldn't consider any of them like great, amazing films. Oh, it's probably one that is, but they're just like things that resonate with me. So I'm actually I've got a I've got a series of movies as my number three, um, and that's the Final Destination series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of them are good. Uh, the, what I love about they're all it, the same level of quality, which is not the, good. No, they're they're all average. But what I love is the first one; they were really trying to be like serious, and the second one it got a little bit silly, and the third one was just out out and out ridiculous like they and then the last one had a guy that looked just like tom cruise but wasn't tom cruise (laughs) 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 but like how how like i just you're never going to drive past a log truck again in your life without thinking the logs are going to come off and start smashing into cars and yeah that log um, scene has stayed with me for sure and and and, um also like you know if a kid's going to get blown up and his arm's going to land on the barbecue in front of his mum then that's just, yeah, you can't go wrong. So uh, many, many great laughs and it's just an absolutely stupid series and I love it. So yeah, Final Destination, give me all of them. Well, uh, you can keep them because like I said, I, it's, 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 uh, it, it's part of the, um, the, the gore series, right? Yeah, well, it, it's the shocking, it's the shocking, yeah. um, the way that people die. It's always like people don't just die from like, oh, he got shot. it's it's it's, it's like you know a big plane glass window falls and squashes somebody and you know like or you know uh, someone gets their hand stuck in a yeah there's all and then doesn't die that way though falls out of a window and does all this other stuff and yeah yeah i I remember um like i think it was in the first one or the second one there's a scene where uh they've got the american style garbage disposable unit in the sink and they bring or something and just the tension of when when how's he going to die how's that going to kill him how's it going to kill him and then he falls out the window and gets killed by like a, one of the um, escape ladders falling through his eye. Yeah, so you know, like I, nothing to do with the hand in the sink. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll give it that. Like it, it, it definitely had the tension. It definitely had a bit of horror, and especially back then when we didn't have as much graphic violence, mm. you're still not used to seeing certain things. So certain kinds of deaths were mm. you know, inherently horrific because of their uh, newness. Um, yeah. But yeah, then the novelty wears off because every every movie does that. I I, I still remember in high school, uh, kids talking about Resident Evil and some kind of glass door, glass sliding door scene where something had sliced in half or something. No, it's it's the it's the laser tunnel. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy tries to mix out the laser and it turns into a big hexagon and chops him into pieces. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah, it's it's very novel when it first happened, and then we got ten years of it. So yeah. I'm jaded. So it's a good pick, but. Uh, I've had too many years of it, yeah. <laughs> but it's a good pick. It's a very good pick, but it is also a cop-out because you picked a, a, like what, seven movies? Yeah. Well, that's it. I'm like, I'm looking at like Final Destination 4. Like that doesn't mean anything. The, the whole series is nuts. It's, it's, it's hilarious. 
It's the only it's the only movie I've gone to the cinemas to watch, thinking, "Oh, this might be scary," and just pissed myself laughing for the entire <laughs> movie. So. Well, on that note, I, I'm going to show you what a cop out pick is, and my cop out pick for number three is uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Have you guys ever seen this movie? <laughs> yep. No. Yeah. Yes. That's not a cop out. That's great. <laughs> it's technically a horror movie. <laughs> technically. Yep. <laughs> Probably more comedy than horror, but yes. <laughs> Alan Tudyk in one of his finest roles. Yes. Ah, yeah, there you go. If, if if you need any incentive to see it, it's got Alan Tudyk in it. So being a hillbilly, even better, like with the most outrageous hillbilly accent. So please watch it. It's it's worth your time. Um, yeah. Poker so, and Doyle. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, Shane Bob. Alien. Uh, sorry. Uh, number two? Number two. Uh now insert for this is this is for the edit, Steve. So insert okay. poem here where it's it's kicks off by going one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Um, so let's get the actual poem in there for that one. But uh, Nightmare on Elm Street number two. Uh, sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't tell you how to do your job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, just edit better. Like, there's notes in there. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, num- yeah, my number two is Nightmare on Elm Street. The first I... one scared the poop out of me. And um, uh, after that, I was a massive Freddy fan. It's, uh, again, another uh, fantastic, iconic pick because that's pretty much, um, like, every time someone does a sort of a, even in cartoons and stuff, when someone does a Halloween thing, someone on screen is yeah. dressed with the uh, 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 with the hockey mask and and, and stuff. So it's, it's an iconic pick. Well done, um, <clears throat> G Money, um, Blair Witch Project number two. Yeah, good mm. call. Um, yeah. The best thing about that film is that it just rides the tension to the last scene, never reveals anything. Yeah, could have been nothing. just. Yeah. Let's the viewer's imagination do all the heavy lifting. Incorrect. Yeah. The best thing is that it ended. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you'll find yourself staring at a wall one day, DG. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I felt like it when I was in the movies watching that movie. <laughs> it, it, it's funny because um, it was critically acclaimed and, again, it set the tone for the next five, six years, um, if not longer. But most people loved it. But the, the, I always encountered a few people that absolutely despised that movie. I went to the cinemas and watched it with my sister and about half an hour through, I'm like, is the actual movie going to start soon? Is like this like intro? Like what's going on? Mm. Yeah, I think I got, about, I got about an hour into it and I pressed stop. So I've actually never seen the whole thing. So, so do you guys think it was it was it was the presentation, the experimental presentation, or the simple fact that it just wasn't scary at all? I I quite liked it. I I'm glad it was on the list. I didn't put it on mine, but I it was I I I really liked the whole idea that the whole time you're thinking, well, what is this, and then you you just you just don't get that answer. I like like mm. the, like yeah, G Money said, it's such a suspense builder. Mm. All right, so Dave, uh, I'm guessing Blair Witch. It, it, it's it's definitely your pick now. No, sadly, it didn't make it. Um, oh. <laughs> no, I do though. Have uh, Evil Dead, but Evil Dead Three specifically. Mm. Um, 
And so I, I have vague memories in the distant past of stealing the video cassette from Video Easy at Roachdale, if they're ever going to come and hunt me down for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Army of Darkness, Evil Dead 3, one of my most watched movies. So, okay, I, I am um, I, I'm not a Puritan. Does the this is my boomstick line come from the first one or the third one? Third one. Third one. Yeah, third one. he definitely says it in the third one. I can't remember. Yeah. But oh, he's the third one. Yeah, the third one's got time travel. It's got like you know horrible CGI. It's got skeletons. It's, you know, he, he like eats one of his little people. <laughs> yeah. he, he travels back to the future and gets his shotgun. And yeah, it's great. It's got everything. Oh, great pick. Great pick. Are you gonna uh, one up that somehow, Steve? No, nah, probably not because my one's a comedy. Uh, my number two is Shaun of the Dead. Oh, yeah. oh another one I forgot. Oh. <laughs> so good, just hilarious. you got red on you, Steve. <laughs> I've got a bit of red on you. That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, fantastic pick because I I used to have an irrational fear of zombies as, as like a kid, and yet I couldn't stop rewatching. Sorry, that sorry. I'm just going to stop you there. I don't think it would be irrational to have a fear of zombies. <laughs> as a kid. As a kid. Yeah. Like, as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> it worked till I was 15. So now, yeah. now listen here, Jimmy. You're three. It's time for you to buck up. <laughs> zombies come in that door. you got to take yeah. them down. Headshots only. Yeah. It's Your mother's going to get you, Jimmy. You bury the body. <laughs> oh, Brett. Yeah, sorry. I didn't, mean to cu- well, I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, excellent pick. I'm I'm so mad that it didn't even come across my brain. Ah, anyway, um, yeah, my number two. I I, I accidentally said before, but it's Alien by uh, Ridley Scott. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, I I I'm I'm probably one of the few people that wasn't a huge fan of Aliens by um, uh, old, old James mate. Cameron. James Cameron, thank you. Like uh, the, the iconic scene with the with the hangar bay and stuff, all of that's great. But like, yeah, the original Alien, um, yeah, uh, watching it as a kid, terrifying. And uh, yeah, facehuggers, face looking at a not growing, being born in Australia, migrating to Australia, encountering huntsmen for the first time, and then encountering <laughs> the concept of facehuggers as yeah, that's layers of terror. Yeah, that's that's my number two. So uh, yeah, all right, we'll uh, we'll move on to the top picks. So um, uh, Shane, number one is um, it's iconic from a fact that it's more the picture of this guy was more scary than the actual film itself. But uh, the film was the film was good, Um, and that is Hellraiser. Ah, back in the eighties, awesome film with Pinhead. And, uh, you know, that little box that pretty much unlocked all, all sorts of hell. Well, Literally. Good. I, I don't Literally. think I've watched the first one. I watched one of the later ones. Um, but it, same, same concept, same things. Um, I don't think it was as scary as the first one, though. Um, have you seen the latest one? It, it just came out this month, I think. No, no, I haven't yet. No, I have heard they've, they've, they've redone it. Hmm. No, it's um yeah, great pick again. Iconic, iconic 
Would you call I'm it a villain? Just, or just showing you... my age, Adnan. Showing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say it, but now that you brought it up, uh... right. <laughs> have you seen any movie in the last ten years? No. No. <laughs> yeah, your list was a pretty much a top five of the '80s, Shane. I think. Yes, yeah, really, was. really good ones in there. How was and... World War Two, Shane? <laughs> Mate, you. you, you... <laughs> That's why you he wait so many horrors. He's so desensitized from all the. You war. wait till we do an, a, a, our top five comedy movies. Now, now there's there's some classic eighty ones coming out of there. I, I, I'm guessing it's like a Weekend at Bernie's, and then the rest of them is uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> Sorry, Caddy, just Caddy just Caddy Caddy away. Are yeah. we doing a board game podcast? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> If we didn't get you with the amazing content of our first episode, well, <laughs> we're definitely not going to get you today. <laughs> There's been zero mention of board games so far. I mentioned Final Girl. Yeah. Well, well, it, well, look, I, oh. actually, on that point, Shane is probably doing better than anyone else because almost every movie he's mentioned has been referenced with horror board games, like Zombie and mm. a bunch of other movies have had references to these mm. to these villains. So there you and go. And there is there is an episode of Nightmare on Elm Street in Final Girl. Yep. Well, there you go. And there I think there go. is one for Hellraiser too. Because there is, yeah, is there? I think there was like a pinhead looking because yeah. they don't actually call them the real like it's kind of like a because like, it's like Zombicide does. It's kind of like a you know it is, but it's not kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there might be in the second series. But anyway, we'll, we'll blast on because we're uh, we are. Yeah. Time sticking on. Um, G Money, um, you're number one. Street Fighter 2. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand. <laughs> no, no. It's um, Alien as well. Ah, beautiful. Yes. Ridley Scott Alien? Ridley Scott Alien. The best. Yes. My brother in arms. Yes. <laughs> Approved. <laughs> Dave? Um, look, one actually that hasn't been mentioned Event Horizon. Ooh, where we're going, we don't need board games. <laughs> That's not even close, but... <laughs> <laughs> he isn't wouldn't that... have seen that if he'd seen the movie, I think. Yeah. So, isn't have... that Back to the Future? That's that's from Gattaca, that's, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going, we don't need roads. Yeah, um, yeah. No, 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 no. That's a, uh, hey, I'm not wrong. That, he says that um, near the end of the film, where we're going, we don't need eyes, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So there oh, you. I know my movies. You're, you're back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. Thanks, host. Um, just, yeah. No, Event Horizon. The, I can't see Marty and Doc now in Event Horizon just getting tortured forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but good Lawrence Fishburne too. All right, Steve. You want to round yours out? Yeah. Look, I I know that we're we're pushing on on time, so I'll be quick. But um, this this is my number one because this is the movie that scared me the most. I like. I was terrified. I was also 19, and when I was 19, I used to smoke a little bit of weed, <laughs> so that might have had something to do with it, because my friend and I sat down and watched this movie, and we were both shit scared. I have never had a movie make me feel like that. Can and, I guess it? Yeah, Dirty uh, Dancing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> have a guess, Shane, because I reckon you won't guess it. Candyman. No, no. Oh. Okay. So what happened was, a few months later... I met this girl and we started dating and we got talking about horror movies. She said, what's the worst, what's the scariest horror film you've ever seen? I'm like, Oh, it's idle hands. Hands down. I don't and know she's that. like, what? Wow. And she's like, you know, what? 
<laughs> like, yeah. Isn't that the second Devin Sawyer film we've had this evening? Yeah, Final Destination and then... Wow. Yeah, yeah the yeah. funny thing is, is that she was laughing at... She, like, I don't know why... I don't know whether it's exactly why we broke up, but she was clearly <laughs> unimpressed that that movie scared me. And I was like, no, no, it was frightening. And then I went back and watched it, and it's 100% not at all frightening. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Oh, he microwaves his, his hand. That hand moving under the bed. Oh, like I just obviously the, the scene and obviously my, my, my state of mind when I was watching it all led to me being so terrified by that movie. And then when I watched it a second time, I was like, I am such an idiot. <laughs> so, Seth Green gets killed by getting stabbed in the head with a stubby. Yeah, yep. <laughs> but he still gets around with the stubby half hanging out of his head. It's fantastic. Fifteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's about. Yeah. <sighs> Brilliant. So you go. I feel like we're getting all of the you know Steve's airing out his skeletons in his closet <laughs> like charty party, <laughs> idle hand scaring the shit out of him. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Steve. Thanks uh, for sharing. Yeah, that, that's great, Steve. You've also invalidated your entire uh, the rest. Of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it uh, is the, definitely the worst film in my list, but it was the one. <laughs> it's your number one. <laughs> yeah, it's the one that scared me the most. So it was the first pick. Okay. Right. Um, look, my number one. It's a slight cop out because it's not a movie. It's a. It's a. It's a series. Um, it's eight episodes. It's on Netflix. It's um, the haunting of Hill House. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it is fantastic. Um, teeth grinding tension in almost all scenes. Um, one mother of a jump scare in in one particular episode, and uh, like uh, like it's the best horror movies. It's not just about horror; it's about other stuff. So, it's it's about a family overcoming their differences about past trauma and the history of this particular haunted house. It, I I don't want to waste time. But I could talk about how, even though I don't like horror movies, I would recommend this to everyone. It is terrifying, it is thoughtful, and it is just a great watch. The Haunting of Hill House, it's on Netflix. Cool. Highly recommended. Done. All right. I something to binge now. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. And after that, they have a... Don't watch this, uh, the series that came out after it. The Haunting of Bly Manor is one of the worst things I've ever watched, and I want those hours of my life back. <laughs> but uh, yes, the, the the first one, first series, Haunting of Hill House, and the third one, which is about vampires, is also very good. All right, now moving on to uh, what this podcast podcast is about: Steve's uh, deep secrets and shame. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't got long enough. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, look, should we just talk about board games for a while, then then knock it off? Then all right, all right. So uh, we, if we're gonna clock off in thirty minutes, we may not be able to do the full top ten, but we'll blast through as quick as we can. So, top ten board games, gentlemen. So go. We, we, yeah, I think yeah. we do a top thirteen, aren't we? Given it's a Halloween theme night, because mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's what we need more content. Yeah, yeah more content. <laughs> so yeah, if we I list, yeah. what about if we list from twelve? Like we'll list the first three from twelve down, and we'll leave the thirteenth for our last one. The only problem is that the thirteenth isn't scary. It's kind of like, oh, here's just another game that's not as good as the last twelve I just mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> like it's not like this is the top thirteen best horror movies of all time. Horror no. games, it is no. just horror no. games. So. It's our top thirteen games. Yeah, right. hit it. Go all right. Number twelve. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> instantly violates the no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, number 13. Number 13. So I'll, I'll do 13 to 11. So yeah. 13 is uh, Power Grid. Yeah. 12 on Mars. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I don't want to listen to the rest of your list because on Mars is low. <laughs> yeah. And number 11 is King of Tokyo. Oh, wow. Just, just, just missed out. And it's a great family game. We love it. Our house. So there you go. 13 to 11. G Money, 13 to 11. Yeah, just a preference with mine, I value experience equally as much as good rule sets. So mine are sort of like skewed towards things that I've had really fun experiences with. Uh, so 13 is Kingdom Death Monster. Beautiful. Wow. Uh, 12 is Cards Against Humanity. Wow. And 11 is Warhammer Underworlds. Wow. That's a three, isn't it? Far out. I reckon there's not many people in the world that have that three no. altogether. No, no, no. Like, uh, Who has two thumbs in this list? Like, this like guy. A, he gets a commendation from KDM, then he gets instantly disqualified for Cards Against Humanity. How's the rest of this going to go? Oh, well, it's... Uh, yeah, it's you tried! Sorry, no, okay. <laughs> Let's go to Dave. <laughs> well, it, it just maybe because of the amount of time I actually spend playing in a BGA, I'm probably going to go Tapestry at 13. Um, Western Legends at 12. We um, smashed out a max count, max expansion game the other day, which is great fun. Um, and my perennial favorite, Lunch Money, which is, again, an experience game, which uh, there, there's been some horror experiences in. You know, We've stabbed a few kids in the playground. Mostly called Luke. <laughs> Yeah, and then we I played lunch money. Game, but it involves having kids. Uh, I will look it up. <laughs> um, so me, yeah, yep. Um, so uh, my thirteen is Marvel Champions, which I think is the game I've probably spent the most money on, and it'd be have to be up there. Um, Twelve. I've done a couple of um, like top ten lists in the past on other places. Um, so this is the only one that's new to a list, and that is Ark Nova at 12 mm. um and oh, then uh a former number two which is smartphone inc is at 11 wow oh, that's, that's a really big cool. drop yeah i i think um the, the, the only reason i would call it a drop is that uh it it doesn't like because of the type of game it is it's not like there's thousands of different things to do you're doing the same thing you're just trying to do it better than everybody else so yeah 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 yep. Well, I, I get that. Uh, I'll just blast through my uh, top 13. And like uh, number 13 is Through the Ages, A New Story of Civilization. Number 12 is Anno 1800. And the funny thing is both these games were in my top 10 uh, last year. I just um, haven't been able to uh, play them. Um, Through the Ages I've played many times since, but on BGA. And I feel like the reason why it's dropping is because I'm more likely to play it on BGA, want to play it on BGA than, yeah, right. than uh, like a three-hour experience in person. But uh, I know 1800, I just don't have an excuse. It's a fantastic game. I haven't got it to the table. And number 11 is Now or Never. I don't know if you... Oh, wow. Know. The new Ryan Lockett game. Yeah. Mm. It, it copped mm. a lot of flack for some strange reason for being a bit long, but I play heavy Euros, so long isn't a problem as long as it's engaging, and it's engaging for me, so... Yeah, love love the game now or never. I'm looking forward to getting it to the table more. Um, so number ten, Shane. Number ten is um, Space Base by oh, Mr. JDC. Nice. nice, easy game, and uh, enjoy playing that one. 
Number nine is a new one to the list, and uh, I talked about it in the last pod, uh, and that is the Godfather Corleone's Empire. Nice. Uh, that actually knocked Blood Rage out of the top 13 too, by the way. Interesting. All right. And number eight, number eight is a new one too. Um, fairly new game, um, and to no surprise, uh, Chaos Order. Ah, Sam, Spil- oh. Sam Phillips and Zach Smith. He is brilliant. Interesting. Very interesting. All right. Um, yeah, your uh, number 10 through 8, please, Gmail. Uh, 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 number 10 is Porito Rico. Mm. I love that game. Mm. That was the first... like, uh, making slaves work. <laughs> yeah. That was like the first game I really got into gaming, so it's pretty, pretty good for me. It, it, it's actually the first for a lot of people I hear. Yeah. Number nine is Castles of Burgundy. Mm-hmm. Number Last eight world. is Paladins of the West Kingdom. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Couple, of, <laughs> couple of Garfield games getting in there. I reckon that I, one up. I suspect this may not. It's not on my list. I'll admit that straight away. But I suspect Paladins may be on at least one other list. Maybe. Yes. Okay. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, Dave. Um. So number 10 is Blood Rage. We've been hammering that pretty hard lately. I think we had, we had five games in a weekend, which was good. Yeah. Um, Dwellings of Eldervale, which I still love and oh, enjoy every time we game. pull it out. Um, and number eight, which is a big drop for me, is Root. Um, only because we haven't played it. I've got all the new expansion stuff and haven't even opened it yet. So. Yes. Yeah. Love Root. Need to play it more. Uh, just a, a, a random question for someone that's never played Blood Rage. Would you guys still recommend Blood Rage for anyone that doesn't have a six-year-old Kickstarter copy, like a retail copy. 100%. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right. We're checking out for me. All right. I'll put it on the list. Cool. Steve? Uh, okay. So my number 10, similar to what you were saying about Through the Ages, it's dropped just because I'd prefer to play it on the app, and that's uh, Terraforming Mars. Great game, but um, just... I've having I've got my big box at the table once, and that was nearly a year ago. Mm. Um, number nine is another huge game, but I do get this out a bit, and that is Too Many Bones, um, which is fantastic, and I reckon I'll probably hear that again on someone else's list. And number eight, G Money, we have a crossover in the same position as Paladins of the West Kingdom is my number. Eight. Oh, <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> well done! Fantastic oh. game. All right, Shane. Number seven uh, through five, please. Number seven, DG would be happy with this one. Uh, Dwellings of Eldervale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only ever really played that with you, Dave. I think, and mm. uh, we played it on my birthday last year. It was great, great game. Cracking game. Cracking, so cracking game. Uh, number six. Again, this is probably going to make someone else happy too, and I reckon that there will be a three-way crossover on this one, and that is Twilight Imperium Fourth Edition. Wow. Mm. I've had some epic moments playing this game, and um, whilst I'm very poor at it, I, I do enjoy it. So that made the list. And number five, it's a bit of a drop, but Mage Knight Ultimate Edition, solo only. Solo only, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's funny. Uh, a number of people I've spoken to, um, they may play Twilight Imperium maybe once a year, maybe even once every two years, but. 
they will remember that experience for the next five years. So for sure, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting game. I've never played it, but uh, it's on my bucket list of things I'm willing to do exactly once because 12 hours is a long time for a game. Just well, play come with, play it with us. Yeah. It won't take 12 hours. <laughs> it's, it's like 13. It longer? <laughs> no, honestly, the first time I played it, Dave taught me. Uh, we started that at 5 o'clock and I was home not long after. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Not as long as I expected. All right. Maybe it'll happen sooner than I than I think. Yeah, All right. We played a, play a game for my birthday last year, and I think it, it, with eight players and the stop for lunch and dinner, it was 10 hours. 10 hours, yep. Yeah. Or how many players? Eight. Eight players. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. Okay, something to do, definitely. G-Money, uh, uh, seven through five, please. All right, number seven. I'm not as good at it as DG. DG's like, are you like top 20 in the world? Yeah, well, City of Big Shoulders? Yeah, City of Big Shoulders. I got to three. Yeah. Wow. Oh, DG. He was, yeah, DG's incredible at it. Like, I'm pretty sure DG's like, if he didn't play games, he'd be like a freaking stock market billionaire by now. <laughs> Just need the money, man. Yeah. Uh, number six is Scythe. I love Scythe. Oh, such a great game. And number five is Nemesis, only because every time I play it, it's amazing. Good picks. Uh, have you have you got the uh, new one, Lockdown? I played it on the PC heaps, and okay. once and once I think did we play it once at the table, DG? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But basically, Lockdown didn't uh, uh, you know overtake um, classic. Nah, I think they stand next to each other. I don't think either one of them's particularly better, but um, okay. the, the the original one is still better for me just because it's like Aliens. So. Oh yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. You can uh, associate with that uh, more. Especially given Aliens is uh, Alien is in your uh, top five horror movies, so mm-hmm. it's your number one, right? Throwback, yeah. See, that's that's the kind of guest stuff we need. <laughs> <laughs> He's linking the segments. There you go. There's some loose level of cohesion. <laughs> All right, uh, Steve. Uh, what about Dave? No, we don't need to hear Dave. All right. <laughs> Tell him, Steve. Dave. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> Let, we, we, let's go Dave I'm sorry <laughs> yeah we, we compliment you on your hosting duties and you it's because while while he was saying that I was also thinking oh shit I don't think I did my 10 through 10 through 8 so no, 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 you didn't classic hosting duties yeah, that's look right. n- number 7 Terra Mystica I'm still a huge fan I play it whenever I can um Number six is Nemesis, actually. Um, oh. Same reasons as G Money, just it's fantastic every time we play. Um, and number five, Barrage. Uh, love that, uh, love that well, damning water. Damn good game. Damn water. I, uh, I, 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 in the event this spoils your list, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll ask you to revisit this question later on. But uh, um, after everything, I want you to uh, let me know: Terra Mystica or Gaia Project? But. Uh, you don't have to answer that now in case it does spoil your list. So It doesn't spoil my list. I'll definitely answer it now. Um, I've got Gaia Project. I still haven't played it. <laughs> okay. All right. So, all right. We'll, we'll wait for an informed decision then. All right. Cool. So now I guess we'll go, Steve. Uh, all right. <laughs> so sticking with the Shem love, my number seven is Viscounts of the West Kingdom. Nice. Uh, fantastic game. And uh, I had another crossover with Shane, Space Base. 
Mm. I love that game. And that's actually one of, it is the most played at the table game this year. So it's still getting a lot of play, um, even though it's fairly old. And number five, the great game, Scythe, just an absolute masterpiece, even though it's got so many problems, I still love it. Uh, It's like, it's, doesn't have to be perfect to be a great game. Oh my God. Sites dropped to number five. Who are you? Well, it was actually number five last year too. So it's actually held oh, its ground. So all right. There's been a bit of movement around it, but it's staying solid. So it right. is, it's gone one, one, five, five. There you go. <laughs> so, okay. It's, it's dropped a huge chunk once and it's, and it's still holding in there. All right. Yeah. Let's yeah. See what next year brings. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll just cover my seven through five quickly. Um, what do you do? You, don't you have to do your yeah, do the whole lot? Five? Yeah, do your <laughs> ten to five. Right? We'll, we'll blast through quickly. So number ten <laughs> is Root, and it's only like Root at some point was my number three game. It's just dropped because I don't get it to the table. Um, similar reasons, Kanban EV. It's um, I love the game. The teach is just a bit long. Number eight, Clans of Caledonia. Absolutely yeah. love this game so much, and game. it's probably my most played game on Board Game Arena. Um, which is now under threat uh, because of what my number six is. Um, number seven, Maracaibo. Love this game. Fantastic, satisfying to play, win or lose. Number six is Barrage. And this is why oh, wow. quality mm-hmm. is getting paid, played a bit less because I'm just playing a lot of Barrage on Steam now. Um, it's a really, really good implementation. Hey? Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It, it like, like Barrage wasn't even in my top 10 list last year because I, I taught it twice. And the teaching was a little bit rough. Whereas on BGA, when you play with people that know the game, you're just like, oh yeah, I remember how smooth this game is. This game is so fun and interactive. But yeah. and and what? Hey, how dare you take my water, you piece oh, of shit! Very few games capture that that a friendly fuck you that that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, barrage, absolute fantastic. Yeah, nice. uh, and uh, so, yeah, uh, and number five, I think we're also doing, um, is uh, as Age of Steam. Um, oh, classic. Don't, don't need to say any more. Sorry, actually, can you please say more? Can you sell me on Age of Steam? Because I played it once, didn't enjoy it. and it's Yeah, I, I suspect it's it may be higher on, on some people's lists. Uh, strong suspicion, but we'll we'll see. Let, let's, let's not unveil the mystery too quickly. Um, can we please go uh, number four to two? And then we'll each cover our number, our love affairs with our number ones uh, as the last uh, round. So number four to two, please, uh, Shane Bob. No worries. Um, this is a crossover, three-way crossover. City of the Big Shoulders. Nice. Hated this game. <laughs> I played it. Th- I played it three times. Absolutely hated it. Dave convinced me one day to play it with. I think it was with yourself, G. And, and and another friend and um, loved it since. Okay, absolutely, absolutely loved the game. Um, is is it because somebody else was calculating the dividends for you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, remember that no, game we no. played? Were you? Yeah, you were there, Shane. It was Shane, yeah, it was Dave, Def, and I at um, Vault Games, and we had like Dave works in accounting, Shane works at a bank, Def is like a genius, and I'm just a pleb, um, and we all got we got four different results from counting up all the, the shares at the end of the game. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, so that's my number four. Number three, um, a bit of Shem love to my favourite of them all, um, and this has really come out of the out of the blocks over the last I don't know probably the last twelve months. 
and that's Architects of the West Kingdom at oh, full player count. Yeah. Because there's so much take that in it, and it's brilliant. With expansions? Yeah, with expansions oh, as well. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, table flipping moments in, in some cases. And um, my number two, formerly number one, is This War of Mine. Ooh. Oh, wow. Unexpected pick. It's um, Depression, the board game. Yeah. I played you know, the PC you, game. Yeah. You never, you never finish that game. Well, I've never won it, number one. Yeah. And I've never finished the game feeling happy. So it's <laughs> a strong selling point right there. That's... Yeah, it's really good. It's really it's so much emotion. Mm. So many uh, choices. Particularly now with uh with current events in, in Europe, I, I feel like re- revisiting that game would be even darker than normal. So and well, it, I think correct me if I'm wrong too, but they actually re released it and it, all the games that were sold, the money was then donated to Ukraine. Mm. Oh, fantastic. I'm pretty oh. sure that's what happened. Yeah, they did. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, that's really great to know. Um, yeah, G-Money, uh, number four through two, please. Uh, number four, Brass, Birmingham. Yeah. Mm. Number okay. three, Terraforming Mars. Number two, Twilight Imperium, fourth edition. Um, oh, oh. Questions beg, what's number one? I love it. <laughs> Interesting. All right, all right. Four, uh, the three very, very solid picks. Day is Charty Party your number one, Gmail? Yep, <laughs> bullet from last podcast. Good I bought it. eight copies of it, <laughs> they cost $15. <laughs> yeah. right. They paid it's... me, <laughs> it's still less than what Steve paid for the original copy. Yeah, it's on in shipping list. alone. <laughs> So, Dave, your uh, your next three. Uh, I'm assuming uh, "Hungry Hungry Hippos" is number one, so it'll it won't be in the next three. Yeah, no, we can hold that one over. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, number four, June Imperium. Mm-hmm. Good pick. Very Good excited pick. for the new expansion coming out soon. Yeah. Number three, my favorite hate to play game, but I absolutely love it, is Pipeline. <laughs> oh. And number two is Twilight Imperium 4th Edition. Oh, what? No. No way. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. Well, I know know what your number one is then. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. Things you never expected to hear. Interesting. Uh, All right. All right, Steve. Can you think harder than that? No, mine is nowhere near as exciting as that. Uh, but they're great games. So my number four is uh, the best Uve game, and that is A Feast for Odin. Love that game. Mm. Number three is also a position crossover with Shane, and it is the best of the West Kingdom. The best of the West is Architects. Yes. Um, and what's interesting is that my number eight, being the, my eighth best game of all time in Paladins, is also the worst in that series. So that's uh, yep. <laughs> that says something about those. Uh, and my number two was formerly my number one, which is T.O.T. Wakan, City of Gods. <laughs> wow, that is not what I was expecting. All right. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's a solid list. I will say I um, I, I, I did the uh, Pub, Meeple, Pub Meeple ranking quickly mm. uh, to generate my top ten, and it didn't give me Architects of the West Kingdom because I'm looking at like my top 25 and it's not here. And I know for a fact that it's been in Architects has been in my top 10 the last three years. So I think the only reason it hasn't appeared in my top 10 list 
is because Pub Meeple didn't give it as a as an option, and uh, for some reason I didn't notice it. But it's yeah, Architects definitely my uh, favorite of the West Kingdom games, and uh, we played a six player game a couple of months ago, two hours, two and a half hours including teach, six players with expansion pack. What other game yeah. can you say that? That's I would actually say that's a long game at six yeah. players. Yeah, like, like it's obviously with the teach and all the rest, but yeah, it's so yeah. good. It's it's one of those only games that gets uh, doesn't necessarily get too much longer given the amount of people that play it. It's great. I, I will say the game doesn't seem to scale between five and six, so it, all the changes for five players is the same for six players. Yeah, so it's fair. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so my number four is uh, Pax Premier uh, Second Edition. Um, number three is Dune Imperium, which I absolutely love, and I am not getting the new expansion pack because I feel like it, I, I, I'm willing to be proven wrong, but everything I've read about it makes me think it's taking away from Dune's magic, but I'm willing to be proven wrong. Um, and my number two is just a new game this year that has been a worm in my heart, my brain, and my soul, and that game is John Company 2nd Edition. I have not played, I have never experienced anything like this. It's a game, it's an experience, it's an argument with friends, it's it's an incredible experience, win or lose. It's just, I, I will not be surprised if this becomes my number one by next year. This is experience like no other but i won't harp on about it let's go to our number one shane anyone want to have a, try and have a guess hungry hungry hippos hungry hungry people no uh, too many bones yeah it is too many bones it is too many bones. see we shouldn't guess because it totally spoils it <laughs> <laughs> we can edit that out don't worry yeah too many so, bones yeah. it's just an awesome game. Full stop. Move on. I, I, I do have a question. Like, I'm assuming you have the treasure trove? No. Ah, no okay. I do not. So my no. question was, would you still consider it your number one if you only had the base game? I only have the base game. Well, there you go. My question is answered. Fantastic. I have a question for you, Shane. Yes. Is there too many bones? It's <laughs> never too many bones. Yeah. No. There's always annoyingly one less bone than you need. That's what I find. We don't need to know about your marital problems. <laughs> Just airing out my grievances like we <laughs> All right, Welcome G, to the steep you please, uh, give us the status of your bone. Uh, my bone is fully pumped up for <laughs> my all time favorite thing, which is Gloomhaven. Uh, it's boring, but I love that game so much. Uh, it's a great pick. It is a good game. It's a it's it's a it's a massive amount of people's number ones, and I'm guessing Frosthaven may may possibly take the spot in your heart, or you. Think, I hope oh, so. Yeah, that's I, it. I, I feel like games like this, there's a, there's a small danger where because you've got such experiences with specific things when you move to a new story with new characters, it may not hit the same. But uh, but we'll see. The gameplay will, I hope, be richer. But I guess we'll see. I've got a sneaking suspicion that the second game being set north, at the end you'll come back and Gloomhaven is completely destroyed because they've opened the portal that's underneath there. And the third game will be closing the portal underneath Gloomhaven. Ah, interesting. Mm. All right. That, well... Well, look, uh, I think... Uh, 
given the success of Jaws of the Lion, Frosthaven, Gloomhaven, I'm sure there will be more in the line. So yeah. would not be surprised at all if there's a, a, a hole in the ground haven. All right. Um, Dave, um, what is your number one bone, sir? My uh, number one with a bullet. Um, look, it's a game you all may have heard of. It is uh, Catan Trade Build Settle. Um, <laughs> I, no, no. Go, guys. It was real. <laughs> well, uh, sorry, only if we're talking about the number one game that I've invested the most amount of money in this year. I did buy the the 3D version for the, uh, the national tournament that we ran just for, for yucks. But no, it's a city of big shoulders, obviously. Yeah. Um, I, I played it more this year than I ever have. It's yeah gotten better and better. I think I'm, I'm very close to working out about 10% of that game. Um, as, as G Money said, I've been, I've been playing it so much that I've sort of hit the leaderboards on BGA. But, wow. Um, love every combination of that game. I, uh, I I would be interested to know how you approach teaching a game like that to a newbie. Do you need a minimum sort of uh, like a, a, a person? Yeah, it's an MBA and about uh, four years worth of job experience. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I meant like, something similar. Like, do you expect a minimum level experience with board games? Yeah. Like, what is the minimum experience? Like, uh, if, they're, if they're obviously just off, come off gateways into something heavier, you're surely not going to spring city of the big shoulders on them but what is like you know the lightest game they've experienced before you're willing to spring it on them i guess look you never know it's um it is for people that like to game but it's got real simple elements Mm. and parts that you can break down actually people on as long as you're sitting there doing the math for them it's actually a pretty straightforward game i I think that's probably the the, uh uh the good good uh a good point in that the dividend calculations is probably what makes 18xx and and City of the Big Shoulders difficult because ultimately it's a, it's a worker placement game with some extra yeah. points, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and you've got rotating actions that you get to choose from. Um, you put your workers out and you move cubes around, you make money. That's kind of the gist. Yeah. So, yeah, the teachers haven't been exceedingly hard. People tend to get it and pick it up pretty quickly, but I've never had a, people have a bad game of it. Mm. And there's always that thing where some people just like that style of game, so they'll put up with not understanding certain things and just figure it out. Like, for example, the reason I say that is because my sister is one of those people. She's a financial planner and she's played like four games in her life and one of them is Cities of the Big Shoulders because oh, wow. she just loves that style of, of a thing to entertain her brain. Like, that's her jam. So she put up with not understanding and having to ask questions just so she can do the stock manipulation and whatever else. Like, that's just she loves that stuff. So... And I really enjoy how hard BGA play it, especially if you get into the rank stuff. Like, there is no quarter given. People will take you for everything. Um, and when you're able to play a game and manipulate the markets and, and just, like, take people down, it feels so good. Taking, Never taking quite stuff. had that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, curiosity, stealing people's companies. Uh, yeah. Out of the curiosity, what is the uh, average score at the experts' table? Say the average winning score at the experts' table. Um, rarely do I see a game that's won by less than 7,000. So it's usually sort of seven plus. Wow. Yeah. The highest score I've ever seen is a five. So 5,000. So that's, that's amazing. All right. Yeah. They're big, but, and look, I'm always quite grateful. Like future friend of the podcast, Luke, um, made me a custom handcrafted wooden oh. box with drawers and magnets. And like, it's such a beautiful experience taking that game. So um, I, I enjoy everything about it and, and look forward to playing it with anybody at any time. Yeah. 
And then everyone's got their own set of iron clays as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve. So uh, what's your number one pick? Not so that my, my, suspicious. my number one uh, was my number two when I first did a list. It was number five the next year. It was number 12 last year. It's number one this year, and it is purely because of the Steam app, and that is also Gloomhaven. Ah, it has just been so reinvigorated for me. I've abs, I've poured hours and hours and hours into it, and it's just I've I've organised to get my old box back from my friends up in Cloncurry, and cannot wait for Frosthaven to come. I'm oh, just loving it. But but your your recent love for it is basically you versus the AI, you with the AI. Uh, so I've just uh, played like uh, two characters just going through. Um, okay. um, and I've also been playing with uh, G-Money, um, Thomas, Sabine, and uh, and Liam and other people in our massive crew that we get together once a week and play, which I've hardly played. I haven't played a lot of that, but I've played enough. It's just, just those conversations you have to have about, you know, who's doing what and where they're going and all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, it's just I love it. I love playing it with people, love playing it solo. Just fantastic. And uh, yeah, like uh, I, I remember playing the uh, the Frosthaven uh, prelude on TTS, which they made available during the campaign. It, it seems like everything that was amazing about Gloomhaven is that plus in Frosthaven. So I'm looking forward to the, the next iteration destroying BGG rankings. Mm. Like BGG rankings is already destroyed thanks to Gloomhaven because you've got both Gloomhaven and Jaws of the Lion in the top ten, which I mm. don't think is fair. Yeah, I mean they are definitely. I mean they're different games, but I'd be more than happy for a caveat to be put in and just say Gloomhaven and Jaws of the Lion and Frosthaven are all going to be counted as one. But uh, well, but the the problem is as soon as you pull that, it's like why isn't all the pandemics uh, in the same category? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pandemic system. Yeah. Hmm. No, no, fair enough. It's a fantastic pick. I, I, uh, I am surprised it's uh, it's dethroned uh, tail with you, but uh, hmm. yeah, as you say, like digital adaptations make a lot big difference, especially in this. Well, it's just the, exactly, man. Like I, it was steadily falling because I just was never getting a chance to play it anymore because. I'd left the town that we were playing it in three quarters of the way through the campaign. So I can't just pick it up from there. So I never, I'd have to buy a new box to start again. So I'm like, it just kept falling and falling, but then the the app has just pushed it right back up where it belongs. I will say I cannot wait to hit somebody who's brittle in Frosthaven with a double damage. Ooh, is that a thing? All right. Yeah. So brittle, you you take double damage. And then if you double it with your, with a double card, (laughs) So I look forward to doing that for the first time. Should be interesting. Like, do you inflict brittle? Like, you can. Yeah, brittle's like a condition you put on them, and then the next uh, hit they take, they take double the damage. Yeah. And then if you hit them with a double damage on top of that, it's like four times the damage. Awesome. Right. That's uh, that's teamwork on a boss right there. That sounds fun. Cool. Yeah, look, uh, my my number one uh, will will bore Steve because he I'm certain he knows what it is. But yeah, uh, yeah I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, again I'm a little bit sad in that my only after four uh, what are we up to four games five games uh, of John Company I'm already concerned that this this is uh, number one spot is at risk. But again, that's just a testament to the the quality of John Company. Nonetheless, on Mars is still my number one game. Um, it, it gives me the the sci-fi feel. It gives me the the strategy, the strong long-term strategy. It gives me strong short-term 
tactics and it gives me a hell of a lot of interaction. And uh, even when I lose, the game is satisfying because you can see how the map develops and the space station develops. So On Mars still, for this year at least, has, has its holds on my heart as, as my number one game. So yeah, that's the uh, top 10 list for this year. And I guess we'll see how much the new new releases hammer our fickle hearts next year. Although uh, I, I many in there, hey. It's 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 me. It's me that's probably more fickle than you guys. I'm very impressed with uh, the, the a lot of the uh, older older titles in, in in your heart. But I will say like Barrage is new in my list mostly because of Board Game Arena. Gloomhaven has re-entered Steve's list yeah. because of the app. So yeah, these things these things matter. It is interesting how these come back out. And. Not to like harp back too much, but did anybody mention a Roland Rod in any fashion? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, because they're shit. I will say, look, Welcome to the Moon is probably one of my most played games this year, and I love it. But I will, if I have the option of playing, you know, one of anything else. <laughs> <laughs> that's it like welcome to the moon is is one of the few games i'll play solo or is there anything else it's like there's other players let's crack out maracaibo let's let's mm, crack yeah. out Doom. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at four games that i tried so hard to squeeze in and i couldn't get them in and they all got mentioned which was dude imperium brass birmingham dwellings of eldervale and big shoulders so solid lists all around folks yeah we got 65 games for everyone to to go out and purchase now and uh 25 movies to waste some time with. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody would think we all kind of like the same games. Yeah, yeah group think. That, hey? yeah. There's too much group thing happening here. Yeah, I think the randomest pick was uh, Warhammer Underworlds for G-Money. Yeah. Yeah, G-Money's uh, list and Shane's uh, bottom bottom three also uh, threw me a little bit. Um, uh, I think... I think- Cards Against Humanity is the one that stands out for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you you, you haven't played Cards Against list. Humanity. Yeah, yeah. I, I I understand. Like he he prefaced it by saying it's the amount of experiences and memorable experiences. Mm. And like yeah. even before I was a board gamer, I remember we just had a newborn. We were exhausted. My mother in laws. Um, uh, staying with us, and the, we got the baby to sleep. Oh, what should we do? We don't want to turn on the TV. We end up playing a few rounds of cards against humanity, and my mother-in-law turns out has the dirtiest sense of humor that I, I've encountered <laughs> in a while. And uh, we end up laughing so hard we end up waking up the baby. So again, I, I understand why it's in there because the experiences are are there, but also understand that your gamer card is is getting revoked. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. uh... All but right. that's why we do this, right? Like we do it for the experiences. It's, well, that's right. That's yeah, yeah, and I and I think that's probably why uh, John Company is moving up so quickly in my list because it's everything else. Like I, I played a heavy Euro the day after I first played John Company, and it was like, well, John Company was a game and an experience. This is just mm-hmm. a game, so that's what you remember. You remember anything that gives you an incredible experience. Have, with, with have you played the first edition of John Company? No, because uh, it looked um, it looked much fiddly, fiddlier, and uh, the map aspect of it was completely abstracted. So I think I, based on my knowledge of first edition and second edition, I, I don't think I'll ever dabble with the first edition. But I understand. Damn, I've got the first edition. I need someone to teach me. Um, 
the, the first editions apparently also got a lot more fiddle with with ships and stuff. But anyway, this is not a John Company podcast yet. Uh, we'll 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 give it time by next well, year. <laughs> I tell you what, Adnan, I'll swap you a John Company game for a Twilight Imperium game. Sold. All right, I'll I'll, I'll take that bet. Yeah, done. We'll tee it up. Cool. Um, yeah, these Christmas holidays, we'll do it. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know how and- you usually sign off these podcasts, but given we're at an hour and ten, we should probably. Well, what we didn't actually talk about is you get to nominate the topic for the next podcast, oh. being that you're not going to be on it. Oh, that's that's very good. So the next, and if we don't like it, we just edit you out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> It'll be John Company's second edition. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, look, uh, let's go with um, the most disappointing Kickstarter that you've backed. I'm assuming everyone here has wasted money on either Kickstarter or GameFound in the in the last three years, mm. uh, ten years. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. We can do yeah. roll with that. Cool. Indeed. Well, and uh, yeah, like uh, uh, I, I, I think this is um, I, you, what you guys should cover. Not just if the game is bad, but I, I guess there, a lot of people discover that the game isn't for them because they grow as a gamer by the time the game actually. Hundred percent. Yeah. Mm. Two years yeah. ago, this would have been great for me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, 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 no. You can't talk, Steve. Yeah. It's a charity party. Spoilers. It's charity party. <laughs> so we'll put it with an asterisk. I can't be charity party because we all know that's number one. Yes. <laughs> Next time on the podcast, it was charity party. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I went back for the second edition. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep sending it. <laughs> needs the uh, deluxe upgrade with the uh, the squishy components. Uh, I don't want to know what yeah. is squishy, but there we go. Uh, All right, well, well, well Adnan, thank you mate. so much, Adnan. No, you okay. did a great job. Thank you. You're an awesome host. Thank you for hosting. Thank you, and uh, I I, uh, I also thank you for not needing me to uh, stop dropping the f bomb because um, it's a Sunday night, so fuck you guys. So you know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and no, it's a it's a friendly fuck you. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Friendly. Friendly. <laughs> Fuck you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you very much, guys. Thanks for having me. And remember, kids, drink apple juice because OJ will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's the tagline for the end. Oh, oh, that's a horror for the watch. <laughs> uh, that's good, Jima. <laughs>